0: You're listening to The Varie McKechnie Podcast, episode number 80. Hey there, welcome to The Varie McKechnie Podcast. This weekly show offers a fresh take on that elusive work-life balance that we really struggle to find. So you can finally stop feeling like you're failing at both. I'm gonna be sharing the concepts and strategies that I've taught hundreds of ambitious but busy women over the years as a coach and a mentor. It's time to rid our lives of the chaos and the stress and instead replace it with more calm and more fun. It's time to take your life from good to great. Let's start today. Hey guys, it's Barry here. I hope you're having an amazing day. You may have noticed at the top of the podcast that there are a few changes around these parts, specifically my name. So I wanted to do a podcast around this because it really illustrates that idea of how important it is to make decisions, but also how important it is to wait until it feels right to make those decisions and not to feel rushed into things. So for me, I decided a couple of weeks ago that I was going to go back to my original name, my maiden name before I was married. Um, So Longmuir was actually still my married name, albeit that my ex-husband and I separated and divorced over five years ago now. Um, I made the decision then that I wanted to keep Longmuir. As my surname and I want to go into the reasons why I kept it and then the reasons that came up that had me make the decision to change it recently so as I said I separated in divorced over five years ago and I was married for 10 years before that so Longmuir had been my name since 2007 so I got married in March of 2007 Um, when I was just 23 I was a baby <laughs> And I changed my name from McKechnie to Longmuir when I got married. Now, when I look back on that decision, it doesn't even really feel like it was a decision. It just was something that I did without much consideration, without much intention. I really didn't consider the alternatives. I didn't consider keeping my name and it was just a default that I was going to change it to my now husband's name and I think when I look back on that it was because it was the thing that was most done right it was expected you know lots of people around me who had gotten married had just defaulted to taking their husband's name and so for me I didn't really give it much consideration I just decided to change it Now that was in March 2007 and then I moved here to Australia in August 2007 and so for me it was kind of easy to do the whole name change thing because I didn't have to make all those changes back in Scotland. I could arrive in Australia with a new name and set up my life here in Australia with my new name as Varie Longmuir. So all of my bank accounts and everything was going to be in that new name. So it actually made it quite an easy transition into that name. And I think as well, I moved to Australia with permanent residency and it definitely was with the intention of it being long term, if not forever, which was A wild decision and a wild realisation back then because I had never even been to Australia to visit, let alone considered living here, but there was just part of me that knew that this was where I was supposed to be, this is where my boys were to be born and were to grow up, Um, and this is where I would call home. So I just had this real deep knowing that this is where I was going to be. So it let me start this new chapter of my life afresh with this new name. So that was really one of the reasons when it came to considering whether I kept my married name or went back to my maiden name when my ex-husband and I separated and divorced, I really felt like my identity here in Australia was tied to Longmuir. That's what everyone knew me as, Um, that was my kid's name, and especially because that was the name that was tied to so many aspects of my business, so obviously to this podcast, to my website, everything for the business was in my name. So there's a really strong identity for me here in Australia attached to that surname of Longmuir. So that really was the first reason why I decided to keep Longmuir as my surname when we separated and divorced, because it did feel like my identity here in Australia. The second reason was, at that time, I had some quite difficult relationships with members of my family back in the UK um, and I didn't really feel a strong connection to the name McKechnie. Um, I had quite a tense relationship with my mum and other members of my family and it felt more aligned for me to keep the same name as my sons than to change to a name that I really didn't feel any emotional connection to. Also, the third reason was that going back to McKechnie felt like just that. It felt like going back. It felt like a regression rather than a progression. So for me, it felt like an old identity, one that only existed in Scotland. It didn't, Vary McKechnie didn't exist here in Australia. So for me to go back to that name felt very much like a going back um, and not moving forward. And the fourth reason, and probably the most significant reason, was that I felt a sense of guilt when it came to my boys. Because I chose to complete my marriage and I chose to restructure our family dynamic, it felt like for me to change my name to something other than my son's name at that time felt like I was abandoning them. That's that's the belief that I had, that if I changed my name to something other than theirs, then they would feel abandoned. So not only did I break up her family and move us into two homes and, and create all this change and all this newness, I was abandoning them. And I think this was heightened by the fact that we do live here in Australia. My ex-husband is from Scotland as well. So all of the boys' extended family is all back in Scotland. So they don't have any other family connections other than their parents here in Australia. So for me, it felt right for me to keep that name, to keep an essence of that family unit, albeit that it was taking on a different structure and a different format. It was really important for me to articulate and help my sons understand that even though mum and dad were separated and divorced, even though they had two separate homes, we were still a family. And that has been a really beautiful thing that has developed and grown over the last five years and I'm so thankful and grateful and appreciative of the way that we both as parents are able to co-parent our sons and still keep this sense of family this sense of of unity across our family albeit that there are definite differences to how it used to look so that was my really Main reason for wanting to keep the name Longmire is that I felt like I was still connected to my boys and that I wasn't abandoning them and it saved me from that feeling of guilt of having made so many changes and so many decisions essentially for myself, essentially selfish reasons that impacted their life so wildly but for me to change my name at that time felt like a step too far. So those are my reasons for choosing to keep that name at that time. And what felt really significant was that I liked my reasons for it. I liked my reasons for holding on to that name. There's no right or wrong when it comes to making these kind of decisions, as long as we like our reasons for the decision that we make we can often feel this sense of urgency, this rush to make decisions, especially in times of significant transition in our life, whether it is moving to a different country or a different city, whether it's changing jobs or starting a business, or perhaps it is transitioning out of one relationship and perhaps into another. We can often feel like we need to make all of the decisions in those times that there's this real rush and this Um, sense of time running out almost. But there is no rush to make decisions. There is no need to make those big decisions all at the same time when it does feel overwhelming, when it does feel really intense. We don't have to make those decisions right in that moment. We can press pause, we can allow ourselves some space and some time. When we are in this place of needing to make the decisions of rushing and pushing forward, we come from this place of extra efforting, right? We are forcing it. We're trying to make it happen. And it doesn't flow naturally. It's almost in a bid to get out of the discomfort. We feel like we just need to make any decision in order to get out of the discomfort. But what I allowed myself to do was to just be in that discomfort, to know that there were lots of decisions that I had to make and it felt really overwhelming, it felt really uncomfortable a lot of the time, but this one about whether or not to change my name didn't have to be one that I made immediately, it's something that I could give more space and more time to and I think that's really important that when it comes to those significant decisions we often need to give ourselves the grace of time time between the immediacy and the intensity of the situation and where we are a little further down the track. So when I look at that version of me then five years ago versus this version of me here today, there's much less intensity, there's much less overwhelm and confusion around those kind of decisions. So Given ourselves the grace of time and space to be able to look at things more objectively and not be so emotionally tied up and, and so desperate to get out of that discomfort that we start making decisions that we're just not ready to make. Now, this does not come naturally to me, let me tell you. <laughs> By nature, I am definitely a doer. I'm someone that likes to take fast action. I'm someone that really thrives on feeling decisive, of making decisions and moving forward, of not second guessing myself. I'm the type of person that wants to get their hair cut and I want it to happen yesterday, right? (laughs) Patience is definitely not one of my virtues. And so sitting in that place of discomfort, sitting in that place of, Feeling the urgency to make a decision but not knowing which way to go is not natural for me to to be in that place. So I really had to allow myself the discomfort, allow myself to feel uncertain about it. What we don't want to do, though, is get stuck in endless indecision, right? That's where we are in that place where we're constantly saying, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Whether that's to ourselves or to other people around us. That's that place of stuckness. That's that place where we feel trapped, where we don't feel confident to move forward. And it feels endless, right? We feel like we are stuck in this container and there's no way out. So what I decided to do was I was going to check in with myself on a six monthly basis and make sure that I still liked my reason for the name change or not change, right? So at that time when I wasn't sure what to do, I took that decision off the table. There were so many other decisions I had to make at that time that I decided to make the decision that I was not going to change my name for six months. And what is really magical about that is that that in and of itself is a decision. I'm no longer saying I don't know if I'm going to change it. What I'm saying is I am not going to change it for six months. So it allowed me to just take that off the table. It allowed me to not consume my attention and my emotions and my energy with what to do around that. So making a decision not to change is in and of itself a decision. So I decided to do that every six months. I was going to check in and see where I was at. And so, for many years, it still felt like the right decision. Having the name Longyear, the same as my son's, felt like the right decision for me. That was until probably around twelve months ago. And the way that I started to notice this change is that it started to manifest as just a slight discomfort, this kind of frictiony feeling. And, I would often catch myself if people would say my name or if I was asked to say my name, that I would notice that it felt like it didn't quite fit anymore. So I started to be aware of that friction, of that disconnection with that name. And again, I didn't jump into meaning that I had to change it immediately and I had to make that decision because again, it still didn't feel like a definite yes. It felt quite conflicted. And so I just started to be aware of that discomfort, to be aware of that friction. And as I said, that was probably around 12 months ago. At the turn of the year, at the end of 2020, it was something that I noticed increasingly. So it was something that I couldn't really ignore anymore. The more people would say my surname, the more I'd feel like it just wasn't a fit. It didn't feel like who I was or who I was on my way to becoming it felt old and it felt disconnected from me one of the funny things was that um, my now partner he has only ever known me by the name Longmuir and I started to recognize that when he would say the name that's when that friction was at its highest because in my mind he was saying my ex-husband's name, not my name. And that's when it really started to get to the point that I knew something had to change. And I could also see how this was impacting other areas of my life as well, especially my work. So you may have noticed here on the podcast that the weekly episodes have been not so weekly of late, right? And what I noticed was, it was that discomfort of having to start each episode with saying, this is a very long year podcast, because it just didn't feel like a fit anymore. So it was then that I knew that something had to change, I was going to have to make a more significant decision rather than deciding not to decide for the next six months. So I noticed that it was holding me back from recording podcasts. And also writing a book is something that as many of you probably also have on your goals list, something that I really want to do. It's something I'm really passionate about. And over the last few months, I've been playing with what that book would be about and what the structure of it would look like. And as you know, I'm one for you know visualizing and writing my goals as they have been achieved in the future in the the current present tense. Um, and this is something that was coming up in my journal every single day when I was writing about writing this book and what this book cover would look like, and you know being able to talk to people and being on different podcasts and and telling people about the book and doing promotions of the book. I did not want the name Longmuir to be on the cover of that book. That was not who I wanted to be at the point of having a published book. And so these were the reasons that I started to realize that I had outgrown that name, that name that felt so much a part of me, so much a part of my family, something that made me feel really connected as a mother to my sons no longer had that sense of connection. There was no more depth to it. It felt like something that was quite frivolous. It was quite superficial and just wasn't a fit anymore. It didn't feel like who I was now and who I was on my way to becoming. So as I was feeling this friction and this discomfort, I decided that I had three options. Option one was to keep the name and to look at my thoughts and and create better beliefs and better thoughts around what this name was, right? And I could absolutely do that. That is the, the basis of my work is that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions and our actions create the results in our life. So I could change my belief about what that name meant for me, right? That was definitely an option. Option two was that I could go back to my maiden name, and option three was to pick something else entirely, right? <laughs> this was actually something that was really funny to play with my kids around because I started to talk to the boys about, you know, how would they feel if I had a different name? How would they feel um, if, I, if I decided to take the name McKinney back? Um, how would they feel if I came up with another name? And so we had lots of fun about what this potential name could be. <laughs> but what when it came to those options, really option one wasn't an option for me going forward. I didn't want to change my thoughts around that name. It felt expired. It felt past tense. It wasn't a fit. It didn't feel like me anymore. With the second option to go back to my maiden name, I had transformed a lot of those relationships with members of my family. So I did feel more of a connection to the name um, there wasn't so much resistance to go back to that name um, and picking something else was kind of fun to play with but it really wasn't a reality for me because it felt again just quite empty to just pluck a name out of the air. it didn't feel like me um, so really the option that I was most drawn to was option two to go back to my maiden name But when I played with it, that phrase, go back to my maiden name, didn't sit right with me. So what I decided to do was to change the phrasing of that. So instead of going back to my maiden name, which the fact that we even call it maiden name (laughs) feels (laughs) quite outdated, Um, and it wasn't a going back, it was stepping into that future self, that future version of me. And so I decided to look at it as I was going to reinstate my original name. So there was no going back to a maiden name. It was about reinstating my original name, my original identity. It may seem like a really subtle difference and it may feel not all that significant. But when I looked at it, the thought of going back to my maiden name created that sense of regression in me. It felt like going back it didn't feel like forward momentum but the thought about I want to reinstate my original name felt solid it felt unshakable it felt really grounded and and just yeah really solid It really did. It felt unshakable. Um, So for me, that was the difference. And it's like I've mentioned before, this idea of, you know, do we leave a marriage? Do we um, end a marriage? Um, Do we fail at marriage? No, we don't do any of those things. I chose to look at my marriage as being complete. I decided to complete my marriage. I decided to complete that relationship in the form it was in and move it to a different relationship, which was one of mutual, respectful, honest co-parenting of our two beautiful sons. And so for me, going back to my maiden name felt stuck. It felt trapped. It felt regressive. But reinstating my original name felt solid and felt juicy and it felt like forward momentum. Before I made the change, I actually didn't speak to too many people about it because I know that everyone else would have their own opinions about what I should do. They would have their own beliefs um, and people who have gone through similar experiences um, would would have had very different experiences, albeit that the circumstance was the same. Um, They may have had very different emotional responses to it. So I was very mindful not to kind of put it out there to the people and and take a poll on it that I wanted this to be a decision that just came from me without any external influence. That said, the one person I did speak to about this right before I made the decision was my sister. And the reason was that she had gone through a very similar experience herself. Um, She had gotten married, she had taken on a married name, she had gotten divorced and had gone back to, um, sorry, not gone back, reinstated her original name. (laughs) to McKechnie and then she has remarried but she's chosen to keep her original name and not take her married name so I was very curious just to understand what her thinking and what her process was around that not that it would overly influence me but just to kind of get an idea from another woman who has gone down a similar path and and also for the fact that we have the same family and we have a lot of the same thoughts and feelings about our family that it just felt helpful to me to do that. And the one thing that she said that really stuck with me and really struck a chord was that she said that her decision when she got married to her now husband, her decision to keep her original name was because the way that she viewed it was marriage was her relationship status, but her name was her identity. And for me, that felt like such liberation. It felt like such freedom. It felt like no matter what happens in your world from a relationship point of view or or even outside of that that this is something that is rock solid this is something that is unshakable this is going to be my identity going through the rest of my life regardless of what else happens and that just really helped anchor in that feeling that I had that McKechnie was going to be my name going forward as I said, I did speak to the boys briefly about it, um, just to kind of float it with them to get an idea. And also, I didn't want to just sideswipe them one day by saying, hey, I've got a new name now. <laughs> so we had just quite a casual conversation around it. And I said to them, hey, you know, I'm thinking about perhaps, you know, changing my name, Um, I might decide to take the name McKechnie again or I might choose a different name and as I said we had fun coming up with all different sorts of names which was hilarious um but also right before I had that conversation with them I kind of looked at all the possibilities so one possibility was that they would be neutral about it they wouldn't really care either way they could be really excited about it or they could feel quite negative about it and what I decided was even if they are struggling with it even if it's bringing up some negative emotions for them that was not going to be reason enough for me to not change it to hold on to an identity that wasn't mine just because it made my children feel uncomfortable my job as their mother is to help support them and to to communicate effectively and help them to understand the reason why this is an important thing for me. And to be an example of, I am your mother, I will always be your mother, we will always be a family. But family is not necessarily connected to that name. Me having a different surname from you does not change the dynamic of our family. It does not change how I feel about you. It does not change my commitment to you as your mother. And so I was really aware of that, that if they did struggle with it and if they had a negative reaction to it and they didn't want me to do it, that was not going to be reason enough for me to not change it. My job as their mother was to help them understand and to guide them through those difficult times. Another thing that I realized in this conversation was that they probably wouldn't really care all that much, which is actually the response that I got from them. They were fairly neutral about it. And I realised that as children, we don't really say our parents' surnames very often. We don't even really say their first name very often, right? And I kind of like played this out in my mind of, you know, them introducing me to one of their friends. I don't imagine they would say, "Hey, this is my mum, Vati McKechnie." <laughs> they wouldn't even say, "This is my mum, Vati." They would just say, "This is my mum." <laughs> So for me, I was creating so much more drama out of it than was necessary. Um, And that's the thing with worry and confusion and doubt is that there there often are emotional responses to circumstances that won't even happen, right? We're trying to get way out ahead of it and we're already feeling negative emotion about something that there's a high likelihood will not even happen. Right? So it's, it's not very useful at all. So it was a really beautiful conversation that we had together. Um, And so when I decided that I was going to change it, it was actually the the morning after the conversation I'd had with my sister. And I felt quite certain when I went to bed that night that I was going to change it. But I said to myself as I got into bed, I'm going to decide in the morning. However I feel when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to feel confident that that's the next right step for me to take and so I woke up on the Sunday morning and um, I was here at home by myself my sons were at their dad's house um, as they are every other weekend and we were in lockdown here in Melbourne so there was very little distraction there was very little kind of external influence at that time and I woke up with just this knowing this unshakable knowing and this excitement to change it. And that's the difference. That's when I knew it was time to change it because I actually felt excited. I didn't feel doubtful. I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel confused. I felt excited. And so I got up, I made a big pot of coffee. I put on some amazing music in the background and I pulled up an empty page on my computer And I started to write down all the places that I needed to change my name. So I spent the whole day at my computer changing my name on all fronts. And so, as you will have noticed, the first place that I changed um, was to change my business name, which felt really significant. So I had to change everything over to my new name, my reinstated original name, change the name of the podcast. And with that as well, there was a lot of resistance came up with that. And I was kind of making a bigger deal of that than I really needed to. It felt really big. And I thought, it's actually not all that big. I just need to do it and change it. So within the space of a day, I had changed that everywhere. So my new identity as of that day was Barry McKechnie and it felt expansive. It felt like freedom, and it felt like home. And that is what comes when we give ourselves the grace of time to make those significant decisions. Had I chosen to make that decision even six months ago, there would not have been that same sense of excitement, that same sense of freedom. There would still have been doubt in there. So what I would say is that if you are feeling overwhelmed by a big decision, a decision that may change the course of your life going forward, that may be just a couple of degrees change, but it's setting you off in a different direction. It's maybe changing the structure of a relationship. It's perhaps changing careers or changing jobs or starting a business. If it feels overwhelming, then don't allow yourself to sit endlessly in that indecision but decide to commit to a decision for a period of time like I did for six months that felt right to me there is no right or wrong time frame but commit to this is a decision you're going to make for the six months if you don't know you are deciding to not make any changes for that period of time and remember no decision is forever right I didn't have to decide back then am I going to keep the name Longmuir or am I going to change my name And that is it forever. But I allowed myself to sit with it and to know that I could continually decide not to make that decision over and over and over again. And perhaps I could have made that decision for the rest of my life. And it would have felt intentional each and every time but checking in and giving yourself the opportunity to say hey how am I feeling right now is this something that still feels like me does this still feel like the right decision does this feel like that expanded version of me or like I did you start to notice that friction you start to notice that discomfort you start to feel that disconnection and that's when you know perhaps now is the time to consider the alternatives right? But no decision is forever. You have the freedom to change your mind as often as you want. But giving yourself that grace of time before you make those decisions feels like the kindest and most generous thing we can do to ourselves, especially in those times where we are going through lots of transition and there's lots of moving parts in our world. So set a time frame and then revisit it down the track and check in, does this still feel like the right decision? or is it time to look at the alternative? Is it time to look at other options? When we can do this, we stop leaking energy, right? We can make the decision and then we can just put it to the side until we revisit it again in three months or six months or 12 months. All we have to do is just take that next logical step. That may be to continue to not make any change, or it may be to make that change, but we give ourselves that grace of time to know that we feel truly ready to step into that next version of ourselves. So hi, this is Vary McKechnie. It is so lovely to meet you and I cannot wait to get to know you a little bit more and to see what this version of Vary McKechnie 2.0 is going to get up to. I've got a feeling it might be quite an exciting ride. That's all for this week guys. If you enjoyed this podcast I would love for you to leave a little review over on iTunes. It really does help other people find the podcast too. Also if you are on Insta and you don't follow me then come along and say hi. My name is Zari McKechnie (laughs) on Insta so make sure you drop by and say hi. Also, if you're listening to this on your phone, take a quick screenshot and share it around and make sure you tag me at Barry McKechnie um, so we can connect and I can get to know a little bit more about you. All right, guys, that's all for this week. Have an amazing week. Do the small things and I'll talk to you next week.